today we're delighted to have two students from September 2022 and Kaylee and Marcos are going to introduce themselves to talk about how they approached the Cooperative Challenge, what kind of roles did they play and the actual 12-week process. So welcome to the podcast, you two. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, hi, I'm Kaylee Parks and I'm studying MA Fashion Futures. I um, was on the Fashioning Wardrobes for Dementia project and I kind of took on the role of a sort of group lead within my group. So, yeah. Hi, I'm Marcus Charlambas. Uh, I'm a postgraduate student in MA Strategic Fashion Marketing. And uh, I was placed in the project of NFTs and Fashion Archive Matter, uh, which was basically a project brief about reimagining the world of NFTs and the relationships between creators and collectors in the world of fashion, film, arts, music, and all the arts in general. Uh, and my role within the group was basically also like a team leader, uh, but also basically the the marketing executive of the group, like uh, I would say, just being able to focus my skills in the group. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, and the reason we're sort of in this podcast today is is to sort of think about if you can think back on just before you started the collaborative challenge, when you were looking at all the briefs, when you were trying to think about which project you wanted to do, could both of you um, individually, I will start with Kaylee, what were your first impressions when the when you went to the launch and briefing and you saw what the um, what the project was? Yeah, so I actually originally um, when I heard all of the different projects I instantly had my heart set on a project um, it was to do with uh, creative weaving in prisons and I was like that is definitely the one for me and then we had the sort of evening where we went round two evenings where we went round all of the different projects and sort of got a bit of a taster for all of the different briefs and I went into the fashioning wardrobes for dementia not really thinking that it would be for me um but mm. I, I thought i'd just pop in and have a look and instantly i was hooked i thought this is absolutely everything that i want to do because i i'm very much about fashion helping people um and fashioning wardrobes for dementia was very much about making people's lives better through fashion so I applied for that one and luckily I got it. That was my first choice. Um, I really like that process. I kind of relate to you, Kaylee. Um, when we first um, approached the whole concept of the project briefs and the two evenings, um, there was a huge selection. I didn't have my mind set up on one in the beginning, uh, but as I was reading them through, I was instantly hooked on the uh, Netta Porter one because I initially wanted to focus on um, work, uh, on a real life oriented project brief. I wanted to move away from the academic side. So individually, I just wanted that kind of direction. So <clears throat> um, I wasn't even thinking about NFTs at that moment, but I had in the back of my head that my second choice would have to be something um, that my industry and my pathway would need in the future. So 
that was related to sustainability or um, technology in the fashion industry or inclusivity. So I knew that I had to put my first choice as the one that I had my heart set on. And then the second one, something that I would need furthermore in my career. So um, unfortunately, I wasn't fast enough to get my first choice. So I did get very stressed during the during the selection. But luckily, I was able to put the second choice that I wanted, the NFTs, into my first choice. And luckily, I got it. And it was really, really pleasing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you did have to have lightning speed, I think, for applying for them. But I think you've done actually the right thing there. I did the same where you pick two that you you were really keen on. Um, I picked the weave in for prisons as my second choice. So I wouldn't have been disappointed either way. Yeah, no, I mean, you wouldn't be, I feel like I wouldn't be disappointed with any choice that I had because there was such a huge selection and they were all so interesting. So I was like, okay, if I don't get my second choice then I'll get my second then I'll get my third and (laughs) it just goes on. So I was just like, yeah, no worries. I'll get whatever and it will be interesting. And especially getting to work with other people uh, who are probably more motivated about the project brief than I was, I would like just be able to be more motivated because of them. Yeah. And, and did you, were you, I mean, I'm wondering about that first consultancy. So I'm wondering about, was it a bumpy ride? Was it a smooth, was it a smooth 12 weeks? Did you find yourself learning more? more things than you ever imagined. I mean, yeah, could you just talk a little bit about what that whole, the beginning of that sort of... Um, yeah, sure. Like? Um, I can go first if you like. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, the first, uh, the first consultancy, I mean, everyone was kind of like a little bit overwhelmed and feeling a bit, oh, what do we do now? Who, who reaches out and everything? So we were just... All, we all laid back and no one reached out. And after two to three days, I was just like, okay, I'm going to make the first step. So I created a little group chat according to the emails that we had in the list of, uh, of the group members. And I just reached out and said, hi, um, I'm Marcus, um, blah, 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 want to meet up or what's everyone's thoughts and feelings and around those lines. Um, so we had a little discussion beforehand and once we got into the first consultancy, um, it wasn't really anything stressful, so no need to worry about that. It was just basically getting to know each other, getting to know their backgrounds, why they picked this brief, uh, what are their goals, their aspirations, what do they want to achieve with this, what are they worried about. So yeah, it's basically just a little icebreaker uh, that would eventually help us build that report for later on. I think I had a very, um, probably a very different experience at the very start where I reached out straight away. I was like, yeah, let's get on this. And everyone else got was pretty much the same in my group. I was quite lucky in that sense that we were all like straight away. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're all straight on this. That's lucky. <laughs> yeah. I think um, as well, my group, everyone came from a design background. So in that first consultancy, we were kind of discussing what, even though we were in design, we all had very different experiences and very different specialisms within design. So it was kind of trying to say, well, I can do this, I can do that. And it it actually came together quite easily. Um, 
I have always was worked. Was brief based on something more design oriented? It was, yeah. So it was very much designing a wardrobe that would make people with dementia's lives better. Okay, yeah. So um, I've always worked in design, but within this project, I was happy to kind of say, do you know what? I'm going to do something a little bit different and I'm going to let all of you do the design work and I'll have a look maybe at more the community. So we decided to sort of create a community um, workshop that would help support people with dementia's lives as well. And also sort of a tech that we could involve in it. So we kind of came up with these ideas and split it all up. Um, And it kind of developed quite naturally, actually, which, yeah, it was very, um, very, easy initial experience it did get more difficult down the line but at the very beginning because we kind of all were very much on it it was quite easy That's <laughs> because that makes me think that um there was a real real thought process as to putting the group members together for the briefs i don't know abby maybe correct me if i'm wrong or something because my product my project brief was um more it was a more holistic view. So you needed backgrounds from every single uh, course that we had. So we were, we were, I think there were six members in my group and there were backgrounds from psychology, from design, from marketing, from futures that we had every single background, every single one of us was different. So we basically just divided the whole work into what everyone's really interested in. So, um, we came to a conclusion like the final outcome was creating a digital passport and um, building on the concept of identity in fashion. So yeah, I would focus more on um, community building and what identity really means, like psychological perspective. The other member would focus on the theory in that. Um, The design perspective would focus on how the NFTs would look then the futures would focus on the the app creation because we also created an app for that so it was really really interesting that's amazing what was your app doing within that Uh, basically it was an app where you could create your own identity and be able to um, connect creators and consumers within that sense um but I mean, I can't really give you a, a clear view because it was a really bumpy ride. Oh, right. Okay. To there because um, throughout the whole consultancies, we really ha- we were basically split into two groups. So it was like three members and three members with different points of views. And every single meeting that we'd have, um, the other group members would like discuss something without us. So they would come with a new idea which was really frustrating. So, but we managed to do it in the end. It was really nice, but it's still a bit unclear in my head, but I'm, I'm glad that we were able to come and give a good presentation to the founders and our supervisor as well. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. And, and I wonder what, so I'm going to put this question to both of you. I wonder what surprised you. What surprised you, Kaylee, in all of this? Oh, I think um, the biggest surprise kind of came from myself, I suppose. I think that before this project, I would never, ever have thought that I was going to maybe create a tech 
within design um it's not something that i'd ever thought of before and it gave me that opportunity to really think about something completely different that i had zero experience in but i was looking at it from the individual's identity point of view and how what i could do that wasn't design but was still related to make that individual's life better um and yeah, I've, I think I probably surprised myself in that sense. Um, what surprised me, I think, was first of all, being able to realize how the real life work environment is supposed to look like, because you're not going to go into a workplace and have a full team of marketers or a full team of designers or blah, 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 and et cetera. You're going to have a full team of different backgrounds, so you're going to have to come and work together. So what really surprised me is being able to tap into everyone's backgrounds and see where they come from and try and connect the skills that we have, which ultimately helped me find out new things about um, the fashion industry in general. And also what surprised me is taking up the role of the leader because um, I'm always, I wouldn't say I'm not a leader, but I'm I'm the helper of the, re- of the leader, I would say. Yeah. I'm, yeah, if the leader's going to say something and then I'm going to back it up and then I'm going to blah, 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 blah. But this time it was really interesting to see that I could navigate through the group and just help everyone out, which was really interesting for me. I think that being the leader as well, I was very different to you as in I was thinking, I'm usually the leader. And I was like, do you know what, this time I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let someone else. And then I just couldn't help myself. And I, I put myself forward and said, is everyone okay if I do this? And everyone was fine with it. But um, I think it is such a nice role because you do get to sort of support everyone, like you said. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you do kind of bring it together. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's so interesting because I think it's it's also you I think you use the word connect, Marcos, and I think that idea of connecting and looking after, but also I think both of you sound like you had a lot of generosity. I wonder if you were going to give some, if you were going to give a piece of advice to students who are about to embark on the collaborative challenge, uh, what kind of advice would you give them? I would say like generosity is, of course, key to group collaborations because um, if, if I talk about my group, we had not only different backgrounds in terms of academic perspectives, we also had different backgrounds in terms of our origin. So sometimes there was a language barrier or um, people weren't feeling confident. So the key for me in terms of generosity is being able to keep check that everyone's on the same page. So after each meeting, maybe just either afterwards through text or just after the meeting because people might not feel confident at that moment. Just check in and say, is everyone okay with this? Is something unclear? Do you need help with something else? Go through them. Like um, if you could give me, like what I was, what I said to my group was, if you could give me a summary of what we discussed today, what would you say? Um, and they, I'd be able to see if anyone needed help without them having to step up and say oh I don't understand this because they might not feel confident enough yeah that's really interesting because we also had a similar thing there was sometimes a language barrier so we would kind of follow up all um, of our meetings and we'd have two meetings a week um which seems like quite a lot actually but we'd follow those up with a written so was that two two meetings per week was that standard like 
all throughout the course. Pretty much. So right. if we had, say, the content consultancy, we'd then have another meeting um, that same week. And yeah, we we would always meet online, though, because I think that's maybe sort of the generosity side of it is everyone yeah. rather than us all getting physically together it was quite difficult because some people lived outside of London as well so mm -hmm. we would actually all meet online make it easier for everyone and it also made everyone a little bit more confident with the process mm -hmm. because they kind of understood what they were doing or maybe if they were halfway through the week and they weren't really sure what they were supposed to be doing we sort of brought it all together um, and had a discussion about it but my advice I think for people entering into this project is I would say don't be nervous I was so nervous about yeah. this um, because you're meeting with people that aren't even on your course yeah. but I feel like I learned so much through the process and there were so many different projects that you could do that I honestly think if I'd have been put on any of them, I would have been happy, even if they weren't within my specialism. Um, because you just gained so much experience. Mm -hmm. It was just really, really interesting projects that I would were available as well. Like adding to what you said, like don't feel nervous about this. I really like I want to highlight that because um, you know, when you're doing your, your master's degree, you've got all these different modules besides collaborative challenge, which are kind of the same standardized process you're gonna for, for marketing at least i don't know how the other courses work you've got to do your research you've got to do your assignment you've got to do your formative assessments and blah 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 blah. so this is a, a new way of working it's more fun it's more collaborative so the end game is not um the outcome the end game is what you gain from the experience like i said in the other podcast uh, it's more of a journey-based approach not an outcome-based approach so that's what you need to focus on just enjoy it it's not anything that's going to be oh this assignment this group work was not good so i'm gonna blah 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 just enjoy it that's it <laughs> yeah absolutely i would second that i i do honestly think that it is my favorite project that i've done within my masters so far because it is so creative and so different exactly um yeah it sounds, sounds cheesy, like no. saying, enjoy the process and blah, blah, blah. But I really do feel that. Like, I really yeah. do encourage that. And I think because it was a project that I had never really considered before, I was the only person in my group that didn't have sort of a, an emotional link to dementia. Yeah. That it is actually a project that I would carry on with following my master's because I just enjoyed it so much and it gave me so much insight into um, different issues within the fashion yeah. industry as well. It's another thing as well, you get to see what you like. I mean, Absolutely. I didn't know I liked NFTs that much. I just came into the project seeing that this is a, a concept of the future, but actually it's some really interesting and you get to learn a lot of things. I didn't know anything about NFTs beforehand, so now I know much more than I did before. There you go, you've learned something completely new. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you that was just brilliant. Everything that you said then, I was just, I can't tell you how. <laughs> it's just so, it's so important for students to know that they're in safe hands and, and also just to, to try not, I think you're absolutely right about 
to enjoy it. And, you know, Tiff and I do a lot of stuff in the background to make sure that it's all running smoothly and that if anything does go wrong, that we're right behind, you know, we're right behind the scenes ready to, you know, to help in any way we can. Yeah, that's um, another thing I wanted to say as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because there is this help that, you, that Abigail and Tiff are trying to offer and your supervisors as well, please do take advantage of that because uh, talking about my experience, we, I was trying the three people, including myself from the one part of our group, were trying to not see our miscommunication as a problem and trying to overcome it and just being like, okay, we'll get through this. Okay, we don't need to bring the supervisors in and Abby and Tiff into this. We can get through this. But actually, if if you do see a little red flag in communication or something's not working right, even if it's just that it's early stage, please do reach out to Abby and Tiff because they'll be able to help you and reinstate the values you have as a, as a group and just bring back that team trust that maybe the other group didn't notice. And then you could just move on forward with a more positive note. I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, just wanted to mention that. <laughs> no, no, no. And I think that is really important because this podcast is for those students. It is for them to to uh, be less apprehensive about what they're about to do. Um, there is one last thing I need to do with both of you and bring up the assessment brief. Um, and I think it's really important to remind students that there are project briefs and there's an assessment brief. The reason why I'm bringing the assessment brief up is because I just wanted you to to discuss your approach to this part of the, the collaborative challenge, just to remind students that this is the kind of the academic side of the collaborative challenge of the 20 credit unit that, mm -hmm. um, that they have to complete um, this assessment brief. Mm -hmm. Alongside, they have a project brief, which they are working in teams. It was probably quite interesting for you to see just how many um, disciplines. Yeah, were yeah. yeah, that so, was a big surprise. <laughs> yeah. Were you surprised or sort of delighted at that list? I think I was, I mean, I would say definitely delighted um, because you can kind of see all the different specialisms that you could potentially learn from different people. But mm -hmm. I honestly didn't realise there were that many courses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, for many master's students, they would have never seen, you know, even the term learning outcomes or assessment criteria. So I just wondered if either of you wanted to sort of talk through some of these um, and how you approached um, these learning outcomes. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I'm just going through these sort of learning outcomes and looking at them as, say, like communication for that learning, learning objective one, straight away um my group kind of created a whatsapp group we had our own teams um sort of channel that we could share things through and we started a padlet that we could communicate our ideas through um and also on the padlet that sort of extended to the inquiry and knowledge because we shared a lot of research that all of us were looking at completely different things within sort of the 
dement- fashioning wardrobes for dementia project. Yeah, Canva um, is good for that as well <laughs> when you're sharing slides. And- so good, yeah. yeah. Um, and just sharing all the different information. So it might be something that you've never even heard of before. And it's probably an area that none of us had looked at before, but you were kind of taking the pressure off because you were all sharing your sort of information um, (laughs) and that knowledge for you all to share. Um, Yeah, and I think that kind of, I'm just going to go through all of these. (laughs) It kind of led really naturally to our process because as I said, we kind of, split it up because we were all like well I can do this I mean we had someone who worked on design of shape we had someone who worked on design of prints we had someone who did accessories someone who did shoes I did technology we had someone else who focused on sort of the data um behind sort of facts and figures about um dementia and people living with it within care homes and then we had the sort of community side of it with the workshops as well so it led really easily into that process because we'd already shared all of that knowledge and we were at that point kind of communicating quite well um although there were challenges with the sort of language barrier mm-hmm. um, but we i feel like we overcame those quite well and we actually picked up with our sort of tutor for the project where there were issues where people were misunderstanding we kind of just followed up on our consultations um to kind of say could you just recap that so we all have it um yeah and then realization we yeah it all came together so cohesively um and yeah we had these great designs we would have loved to have had samples but the project was very fast so we ended up with designs and fabric samples which we were all really happy with and it all honestly came together so well um yeah yeah Yeah, that's amazing like i agree completely she that was explained perfectly what i would just add maybe is just like um in terms of our group uh, communication of course we had canva where we would share our slides we had um, a a WhatsApp group where we would share our thoughts and where we were at in terms of what everyone had to do. Um, Inquiry and knowledge as well was just checking that everyone is okay and understands what we're trying to uh, come up with. Uh, The process as well, just it naturally, naturally goes through. And then realization is just basically when you do get your final outcome, uh, be able to like we divided the group work into like the three of us did the more um, theoretical perspective so we knew we had a section f- filled with um, the inspiration the the knowledge behind the concept and um, what the idea is and the reasoning behind the final outcome and then the other practical members did the app did the uh, the designs, the the videos that we had, the visuals. So yeah, that's that's it basically. Yeah, and it's uh, you know I th- I think it's really important. I think you every student finds their way into this. Considering the document that you have to produce is about your ability to reflect on what what happened to you during that twelve yeah. those twelve weeks. Of course, um, basically the two thousand word critical self assessment is just. Don't, don't worry about that. It's what I, when I approached the self-assessment, I was just thinking of it as a little 
diary and as a little experience um, essay, just being able to reflect on what I've learned, what I found challenging and the whole process in general. And what I did and was really, really, really helpful, I want to really highlight that, is just um, every single meeting you have, every single consultancy you have, every little chat you have with your other group members as well, just write like two to three sentences of what happened. What did you feel at that moment? What could you have done better? Um, was there any other challenge that you had to face at that moment? So because because it's a 12 week module, you, you're gonna forget what half of the things happened. So when I was writing my self-assessment and I uh, traced back to my diary, I was just remembering all these little details of what happened and trying to put them all together. Uh, it really was just a matter of connecting my notes and connecting my processes uh, in turn, and then just adding in the frameworks and just fitting them t to the framework. And it was really easy. So do that just to save yourself time, because when the time comes, you're going to be like, oh, my God, what happened in the first consultancy? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. So that was really helpful. Yeah, I think that's really key. Um, it's really good advice. I made notes after every meeting that we had as well, because I think someone had said, make sure that you're journaling. And honestly, it helped so much when you got to that reflective statement. Yeah, exactly. I wondered if you two just just briefly before we finish, if you just wanted to talk about that final presentation day, your presentations are taken into consideration. Um, it is a a um, a mandatory is the word you have to you have to present um, yeah. um so i just wondered if you wanted to talk about the preparation for that or and were you happy and what was that experience like yeah so um for our presentation we actually had um a couple of meetings before in the week before so that we could run through everything um but we we didn't kind of run through it bit by bit to say well I'm gonna talk about this and then go through your whole spiel we kind of just said okay well I'm confident talking about this I'm confident talking about that and we actually created a template for our design for our slide but then you could put on whatever you wanted for your slide as long as it sort of match that template so people were all adding their own bits to the presentation as well and um, so it kind of took the pressure off one person doing that presentation um, and I think because it had been so cohesive our whole project that everyone was so confident talking about their own work it all came together really well and that's really you know that's that's great. I mean, I think everybody, I think that's a lovely way, you know, that method that you chose was really good. Um, Marcos, did you feel the same? Thing? Yeah, sure. Um, well, like I said before, uh, my experience was kind of a bumpy ride. So when we did have our meetings, um, like I said before, every single meeting was kind of an introduction of a new concept in terms of the other members of the group. So each time we were trying to um, remind the other members of what we're intending to um, produce. Uh, so that was kind of um, an issue that we had to face. So in terms of the final presentation, uh, the app that we created in the end was something that we hadn't discussed. So that was brought up in the end. So that was like two to three days beforehand. Um, 
luckily they they had thought the whole app concept through so um it wasn't anything that we had to start from scratch so it was finalized um and when we put everything together the theoretical aspects and the uh, practical aspects of the of the final outcome um we had discussed to meet prior to the presentation to practice because that's i really do stress this practice like you need to look as a group and be confident enough not just reading slides because that was something that was pointed out in terms of our presentation um so yeah when we did have to prepare for our presentation um the the time that we had to practice was filled up with uh putting stuff together downloading stuff sending stuff just details so we didn't have time to practice so when we did our presentation um luckily everything went perfectly and we did uh, a great presentation but what i noticed uh what i noticed during the presentation is how stressed the um some members might feel in the group and that's something that you need to take into consideration when doing your presentation so just while the other person is speaking just look around uh smile at them like um if you are the one who's talking just take a deep breath take a pause um because that you need to uh, you need to produce give out a positive note to the founders and not just reading slides and giving no personality so just enjoy it and make it look like a conversation if that makes sense <laughs> yeah i think the the confidence is definitely yeah. um key because being prepared to answer questions about what you've created as well and you're going to be the expert on what you've created so it's just having that confidence to talk yeah. about it and i mean everyone in my final presentation all of my group did have something to say but not everyone in other groups that presented not everyone had to speak but i do think it's actually really good to yeah. actually explain your own work and what you've created for the project mm -hmm. and if you do have a thought it's not bad to jump in while the other person is speaking maybe they yeah. feel stressed or overwhelmed because um when, when you don't have the confidence to present you might just stumble on a few words of course with the language barrier as well so do have a read through of what the other people uh write don't just focus on your solely like have a point to stress in terms of what the other person is talking about just to relieve them of the of the suffering i don't know the yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you remember you're a group you're not it's not a individual presentation it's a, it's a discussion between you like presenting your final outcome <laughs> yeah yeah no that's and yeah that's so true and it's interesting because i think it's it's a real i think what we're what we're asking you to do is is to to gain those skills you know those presentation mm -hmm. skills those collaborative skills the that ability to say okay how are we gonna how are we what information are we going to choose what is the most important i mean you're sort of evaluating all that hard work i mean i think it's i think it's great and but it's actually quite it's no wonder we call it the challenge yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what i will say um but i can't think and i mean it's just it's lovely for you to to sort of you know talk about um 
your experiences and and how you managed you know the collaborative challenge and 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 also just be great ambassadors to um for those students um we are going to invite you back so that you they can meet you in person um so hopefully you'll be around when we launch it again in september um because we'd love to have you back and and answer their question you know like it's really important that we sort of leave you in the room if they want to ask you anything more um but yes i i can't thank you enough for for giving such brilliant insight into that 12 weeks of um the collaborative challenge yes it's been amazing it was a pleasure to help out and just relieve um relieve students from the stress that they might be feeling right now it's such an overwhelming process but it really isn't uh like we said before just enjoy the process and last thing like i want to say is just um i got to meet some really amazing people during this process so that's definitely another besides the personal skills and collaborative skills that i've gained you get to meet amazing people with different backgrounds that you'll be communicating with up until today i know i am with the members of my group we're still talking even though we're in different courses so yeah just it's another networking opportunity another making friends so that's yeah and yeah, also absolutely. that opportunity to put, I mean, I don't know whether, Kaylee, you feel like this, but, you know, you can propose what you achieved and you can get funding within UAL to mm -hmm. continue to continue that work. The same for you, Marcus. Mm -hmm. um, I think actually, Marcus, you, you do have that. You have got some. Yeah, I think I think one of our members did. Yeah, <laughs> I think she got an offer as well to uh -huh. uh, to work for them because she was more of a psychological uh, perspective so they like uh -huh. in terms of um, what the platform that Archive Matter is trying to create so lucky for her she got a I think an offer so yeah that's another plus yeah absolutely yeah. and Kaylee do you feel that as well yeah I, it was something that I definitely wanted to continue developing and researching I have put a pause on it just because there are other elements within my master's project that I want to explore as well but it is something I will definitely pick up afterwards um so yeah I'm looking at as soon as I finish my master's definitely looking into the dementia wardrobes project again same here especially for my for my brief it's a it's a new company so it's just it hasn't lodged yet so hopefully yeah. after the the end of my master's so we'll see how that goes yeah absolutely yeah, yeah that sort of employability factor is really in there mm -hmm. isn't it? but i think you're right that networking thing it's just lovely to think you don't know where in the world you will end up any of you but yeah. you could always sort of like you can always tap back in and go oh my gosh you know what are you doing and and i just think that's that's really in the world that we live in now it's really nice to be able to kind of come back in and say how's it going and what have you been up to yeah and i think definitely because so many of us are so independent that actually working in a team is something that's new for a lot of people especially if they've not worked in industry before mm -hmm. so i think that you do learn completely new skills that you probably wouldn't even think about before doing this project yeah and that's a great place to end. <laughs> thank you so much honestly thank, thank you, you. Um, you're welcome for giving up your time and we will be contacting you again about coming and, and being around for the launch so we'll, you don't go too far away that's <laughs> okay bye-bye bye, -bye. bye. bye.